country, country music. All right, how do you want to start this thing? Oh, I thought we'd already started. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I got something to start with. Let her rip, bud. 47 days, 9 hours, 15 minutes, 39 seconds. <laughs> what do you think that uh, is the countdown to? Oh, when we're going to George Strait. Yeah, when we're going to George Strait and <laughs> Willie Nelson yeah, yeah, in yeah. Texas. Yeah, I thought it was something <laughs> pandemic related. <laughs> Get your head out of the pandemic gutter. Yeah, all these <laughs> countdowns. and Look at it, I have a whole... I have a countdown timer for it. Oh, no way. You do. Is that, is that a website? Yeah, I just found some weird website. <laughs> well, that's cool. Does yeah, it man. give you like by the hour updates? Well, I, it's just literally counting down. It's now 47 days, 9 hours, 15 minutes, and zero seconds. Oh, I see. So it's not an alert you've set up. It's no. just like, okay, I see. <laughs> I just thought it'd give you a chuckle. Well, that's uh, yeah, that, that's that's a good place to uh, to start our... First podcast in well over a year. Yeah, I would say so. I think it was around Halloween of 2020 when we were up at your cottage when we did the last one. Yeah, the live stream one. Yeah, the live stream one. Yeah. Slash wine tasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. We should do that again. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm yeah. sure we will this summer. But um, it's been we, a crazy couple of years. Yeah, a few things have happened. Mm-hmm. Other than that one, we haven't done this at all since the pandemic. No, I think it's, I don't know. I I, I liken it to, is that a word, liken? Mm -hmm. To like a lot of artists at the start of the pandemic I found weren't releasing music. It was almost like, and they should have been, everybody should have, and I don't mean that in a judgmental way, but they it just seemed like it was the time. You're, you're stuck inside. Why mm -hmm. aren't you creating? But it was challenging because it doesn't breed creativity like negative things like like a pandemic you're stuck inside everybody's bored it's like you're not sitting there going wow i'm so inspired to write and create and also like scared and unsure about what's happening and everything yeah. yeah and i i think i feel i feel like we should have been and i feel like it probably would have helped a lot of people with boredom and things like like i know i relied heavily on podcasts like to kind of reality escape throughout the pandemic which really means we should have been doing That's what this. I'm like, saying. Yeah. So I'm sorry that we let everybody down. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> wah, wah. so many other podcasts really took that opportunity to yeah. capitalize and get everybody's attention. We did the opposite. Yeah. I, I think because we were just, well, your job didn't really struggle. You struggled at it yeah. because you had like so much more responsibility and crazy work from home and everything situation. Um, but my job really struggled selling wine to yeah restaurants that no longer exist have shut down and having to pivot that there goes that word again overuse that word the last two years yeah um <laughs> me too to selling directly to people and i also opened like a private wine store as well so just all all the pivots all the side hustles and i think i was just like spinning my tires so much that i this is a, a fun thing for us that I didn't have the time or the bandwidth or the capacity to really even just take the time, let alone think about it. And yeah. And also 
the early days of like social distancing, the last thing I wanted to do was do like Zoom, like so many terrible podcasts oh, that like disconnected. Everybody's over Zoom or something. I was like, I was not interested in us doing something like that. So yeah, and you know, okay, so a couple of things there. Like, yes, you pivoted hard, and dude, I'm super proud of you. Like, what you did during the pandemic to like, I don't even know if I talked to you about this, but like, no. you know, to change your whole your whole business model and everything you do. Like I know we're on a country music podcast right now, but we haven't chatted for a while, but it's impressive um, Thanks, what you did. So that, and then, yeah, it, it sucks that during this whole thing, we weren't able to make time for, you know, I, I, I you and I, as, as people, like, I think we did make time. We hung out, we did stuff, we did mm -hmm. fun stuff, but as in general, it sucks that a lot of people had to give up you know, making time to do the things they love because right. they had to be such a hustle during all of this because our whole world got turned upside down and that sucks. All my hobbies except hunting yeah. were gone. Like, yeah. I didn't touch the pedal steel the whole time because I just didn't have the bandwidth to do it. And like my band didn't play at all and yours didn't either. You've you've done some shows now, but... Uh, yeah, I think I've got two under my belt since since things reopened. I've got zero. And two of our bandmates, like their lives changed too much to to be part of it. So when we do fire back up, we're going to need a new bass player and a new guitar player. I can play bass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got one. Yeah. Game on. <laughs> well, one one problem fixed. <laughs> um, I've been out to a few live shows recently and, uh, it's been fucking bonkers. Like in what way? Just so fun. I haven't and been to any shows. We went to, uh, Irene's like, I don't get to like who cares where it was but it, it was a uh like a bluegrass kind of review thing where it was like a bunch of musicians on stage and uh it was on the sunday of i don't know whatever the this last is a bluegrass brunch thing they do no it was uh family family day weekend oh, okay um which if anyone We're outside in Canada, of ontario <laughs> yeah it's a random holiday in in the middle of february because it's very depressing in february here <laughs> Um, they do Sunday nights. It's uh, a bluegrass review and, um, it's hilarious. There's a bunch of musicians and they put a table on stage and they're like sitting there playing cards or whatever. And then they all just change places and play together and oh. play separately. But, um, it was crazy cause things had just walked, uh, just reopened and we walked in and we were like, is this okay? Like there, he's like, it's standing room only. And we're like, okay, so can we stand? He's like, yep. And like no masks, no nothing. It was wild. That's and the surprising. Place was jammed. In Ottawa. Yeah. Huh. And then we we got a seat, and it was just everybody was on Family so... Day weekend. Yeah. That was. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't get tickets or something for that. Well, no, that's when things had reopened. No, like, but you still had to wear your mask unless you were like where you were seated. I think it was more that. Well, yes, maybe the standing room thing was yeah. probably not okay. But what the hell are you gonna do about it? Not you right. personally, but yeah. like yeah, yeah. a bar. Like, what can you do? Anyways, we got a seat. But it was all this just to say that everybody was so happy to be out. We made friends with like the entire table that was like yeah. sitting beside us. We're like doing shots together. Like, it was just everybody was so pumped. And it was so good to like just see people's faces and see people so happy. And like the musicians were so good. It was like the music sounded better because of what we've been yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I got that feeling as well, too. Similarly, um, Actually, that's not true. I did see some live music uh, in New York. I had to go in o the end of October, beginning of November, Halloween weekend. Had to go to uh, New York for a wine tasting, and 
uh, I was staying with my friends in Brooklyn and I had wanted to always go check out this skinny Dennis bar. Uh, always see a bunch of our, uh, favorite people on Instagram when they pass through, uh, New York, it's always kind of a go-to spot and I'd just never been. And so <laughs> the friends I was staying with, uh, as soon as I dropped my bags at their place, they're like, uh, there's a few places we thought we'd go. And uh, <laughs> they gave me a list and they're like, oh, and skinny Dennis, we thought you'd like that. I was like, oh, it's top of my list. Awesome. <laughs> we just w- rock, walked right over. It was like nearby. And we went in after they checked our passport and everything. And this was when we're still like in fully masking, uh, vaccine passports, everything mode in Canada, in Ontario and walk in there. They, they checked our vaccine passports, uh, and then walked in. It was like normal. It was like 2019 again, like nobody's wearing masks. Everyone's walking up to the bar and there's this great band playing. Um, what were they called? Uh, I have a couple videos of a few yeah, that songs that super fun. I remember watching Instagram. That yeah, yeah. Uh, ha- ham radio, ba- ham rodeo band. Yeah, they were they were That's really a good. Solid name. It was a really solid <laughs> name. Yeah, they were great. Um, yeah, right, right in Brooklyn. Like that was one of the better honky tonks I've been to anywhere, and it's like in Brooklyn. Like, I was, love that. Yeah, like, I love that for Brooklyn. Like hundred percent. It makes it's on brand. I'm going back. <laughs> uh, not next weekend. Next weekend, I'm also going to Texas again. Another fun story. Did I tell you this? <laughs> that you're, is this the, the you're second your brother? Tr- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a buddy of mine works in, uh, uh, for a spirits company in the U.S. And long story short, he was able to get extra tickets to George Strait at the Houston Rodeo because they're doing something with the Houston Rodeo. And uh, my brother and I are flying down to see him completely unnecessary because we already bought these <laughs> tickets to him and Willie Nelson in Austin at the end of uh, April. But then when this came up, yeah, uh, how can you not? Yeah. Cause at first he thought I was coming to that show. He couldn't, I had told him about it last year. He lived in New York. Yeah. Uh, so I caught up with him on the same trip, like when I was at skinny Dennis and uh, we were talking about Texas cause they're starting to work there now. And I mentioned that you and I were going to this show and he didn't remember when it was. And he reached out and was like, Hey, is it uh, the Houston rodeo where you're going to see George? I was like, no, it's a month later in Austin. He's like, oh, okay, well, we're doing this thing. I was like, so like, anyway, I'm just going to throw these tickets in the garbage. Yeah. He's like, well, <laughs> no, no. I asked him. I was like, well, if, if you got it, if you can get any extra tickets to George Strait, like my brother and I will fly down for that. Dude, and he was like, so stand awesome. by, let's see. And, uh, came to happen. And so now we're, now we're doing that. So is there anybody else cool playing at, uh, at that? Yeah, I actually got tickets to the night before as well is Brad Paisley. Oh, so cool. we're going to see Brad Paisley on the... George is closing it on the Sunday night, March 20th. Uh, and then Brad Paisley is Saturday night. Uh, and that's also when the finals of the rodeo, like the Super Series stuff. So we're going to try and catch a bunch of that. So it'll be sweet if we can see some like bull riding and team roping and whatever else is going to be going on that day. Dude, that's going to be the two countryest months of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George Strait, Brad Paisley, Willie Nelson, Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else can we squeeze in there? Uh, going to Fort Worth for the first time. So I'm going to check out the stockyards. Nice. And we're going back out to Marfa uh, that same week as well. We got to go to Willie's 4th of July picnic. Yeah, you've been to that before, right? No. Oh, your brother has. No. We've what? all thought... been talking that we all need to go. I thought you said somebody... No, maybe I'm mixing that up with something else. Maybe at any rate, we need to we need to make that happen. Yeah, I not much longer that that's going to be around, so we should. Uh, yeah, 
I hate saying that, but that, yeah. that's it, right? Mm -hmm. I would say this summer or next summer we have to do it. Well, I am. I'm not down for this summer because <laughs> whatever. I've, I've got enough trips to <laughs> Texas for the year. Yeah, right. Yeah, two two within two months. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'll take another one. Um, what else you got in there? Oh, that's not for me. So we're just having a beer selection here. Lumber Sexual IPA, <laughs> Session IPA. I'll, I'll try that. It's good. I've had it before. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not above a Lumber Sexual IPA. I know. The can's like, it seems a little out of touch, but. The, the guy <laughs> on the can with his full black beard that he looks to be casually stroking <laughs> with his sleeve full of tattoos and plaid shirt seems like it should be an ad for like is it like grecian five or like the the beard yeah, yeah. dye yeah or some but kind also of beard oil seems like that was something that was like lumber sexual was like from 10 years ago you know when right the, the yeah. whole beard craze yeah anyway enjoy <laughs> thanks <laughs> enjoy it <laughs> so uh yeah what uh what, what else is new what else has happened in the last two years? I'm trying to think about what we were talking about before we dropped this. Like before we stopped doing it? Yeah, I don't maybe know. we should have looked at what we said in that last live stream. <laughs> I remember talking about Morgan Wallen in that, and that was right after his like first issues. I, I love it. I don't love it. I, I hate it, but it's insane to me that he's just fine now. Like he, he's more popular than ever. It's so swept, crazy. Everything swept happened. completely under the rug. Like, a, a, amazing what being famous does for you right like, oh my god yeah, that's so crazy and it's like to get away with the shit he gets away with like yeah like that that's an ultimate conversation of white privilege right there like yes. imagine imagine that in any other context yeah like absolutely know. not like fully canceled never to be seen again yeah that he just like popped back he what did he like issued an apology and then was back on the scene like a day later <laughs> I didn't say, no, 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 no. He was off the radar for a couple months and <laughs> a couple of months. Yeah. But then do you remember like all that shit where he, he has like his streams and everything got like so much more play than, yeah. than ever because I guess it There's, just puts your name in the news. While all his fans that uh, didn't care about uh, any kind of uh, cancel culture uh, or I don't know, didn't see what he did as being too much of a problem uh when, when the radio shut him down and his label temporarily dropped him i think everybody just, you, you can't shut down streaming really so unless yeah. you're spotify and joe rogan and whatever <laughs> that's threatened to yeah. i guess this wasn't as big of a deal but uh everybody just went and streamed him so much more like i think dangerous is like one of the best selling selling albums of all time now which is kind of crazy yeah i <laughs> I was finding it funny, like, every time I go to, like, I, I'm really into Morgan Wade. She's, like, one of my favorite artists right now. I know that about you. But every time, like, I, I go to, like, search her name and, and Spotify and he comes up first, I always think of that. You uh, know that Drake meme? Like, no. Where he's oh, like, yeah, where he's shielding his eyes. Yeah, so yeah. I want to be, like, it's Morgan Wallen and he's, like, shielding it yeah. and Morgan Wade and he's, like, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should make that up. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to put that We're gonna put that on uh <laughs> on the Instagram when we fire that back up now. Yeah, that's how I feel every time I, I search. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, um, we'll, we'll probably talk about 
Morgan Wade. Next week's ne- next podcast, I think we're going to go through a whole bunch of what we're listening to. Um, I think yeah, this time we definitely we... need to get into like yeah heavy heavy discussion about what because it's almost two years worth, right? Of you know yeah. I don't think we should go back too far, just because uh, of everything that's I don't know maybe not so relevant anymore. But there's a lot of good music out right now. Yeah, and also some uh, I don't know some things I've been pretty disappointed about. Um, I'm just going to say it, namely Casey Musgraves. What the fuck? Well, it's not (laughs) what the fuck. I know what the fuck. Like clearly she is taking a different direction and she's friends with the Jenners and the Kardashians and she's pulling a Taylor Swift ish kind of move without actually announcing leaving the genre. And I don't know. I don't like the new record. I don't think there's anything country about it. Not that I don't think anybody's really saying it is, but through our whole history on this podcast, we have pumped her up so much. We've loved her. She's been one of our favorite artists. And yeah, we could, we could honestly like for the first six months of doing this podcast could have called it the Casey Musgraves podcast. Seriously. (laughs) And now I just like, I've got no time for it. Like, I don't know. I I I don't even know how to voice my disappointment. And okay. it's kind of expected. Like you kind of saw this coming with Happy Hour, and I think I might have said that. Well, Not that's happy what hour, I was. Golden Hour. That's what I was going to say. Is that it? It felt to me like I'm more outside looking in because, like, I think she's great, but I was never, you know, I like I'm a huge huge fan of what she does, but I was never like you more brought me into the sure, sort yeah. of loop with her. You had never previously listened to her. Yeah, exactly. Probably could have just said it that way, um, but. To me, it kind of just felt like this is the progression, right? With a lot of artists where the goal, like country is the, is the in and then pop is the, uh, out. So it's like country is, you call it a stepping stone. It's like they, they make their, they, you know, cut their teeth or whatever in, in country and then they get, gain their popularity and then they keep inching further and further into pop. And then if it's working, like, you know, you're, you're casting that line. And if you're catching fish, it's, you're, you're, you're going to keep fishing at that spot. So then you're going to keep coming back to that spot, which is pop. So eventually you're going to go full pop because that's, that's the, that's the point, right? Is popularity. Like for, for most artists, like that, that's the goal is to like be full to blow up totally and not saying that she hadn't blown up before but it's you're going to keep moving in the direction that's working for you 100 percent. and we've seen this with a lot of artists i would have hoped like i genuinely don't think that that's where she wanted to be or where she started from because everything i understand about her having followed her for years um like she grew up like very texas country and doing all her, I don't want to say pageants because I don't think she was that, but like singing and talent competitions and everything, she was always posting like little 14-year-old Casey singing like Patty Loveless or whatever at some stage in Texas. And like she, she did that her whole life and like then moving to Nashville, becoming a songwriter and like putting out the first few records of hers that were her stuff that like I think pageant material was peak Casey Musgraves. Agreed. And it's amazing. I wish she would have made 10 more records like that instead of going in this direction that in my opinion is like significantly downhill. Um, 
I don't know if it's like who she met and started hanging out with or different influences that started to slowly move it in a more pop direction away from more. She was always like pop country, but like good pop country. Yeah. And um, so I, I I guess when you said what you just said, I had to Google it because I forgot her name. I just remembered the song uh, because it reminded me of Ingrid Andrus. This is an artist that I don't think she knows or cares anything about country music and is literally using the format as a way to blow up. Yeah. And if she became big enough in country, in a second, she would go and just be straight pop. Um, And then she would just look back at like that brief period that she was country for a record or quote unquote country for a record or so in her early career and just try... I remember seeing um, an interview with her and you know, this song of hers, uh, more hearts than mine. No, uh, it's, it's, it's not a bad song as, as far as like writing goes as a country song. Like I wish Miranda Lambert wrote that song or recorded that song. It would be fucking awesome. Uh, but there's something disingenuous about, like, I don't know, but that, it's a thing, right? Like gone country, like anybody can go country. Like it, this is the weird thing to me is that... Hold on, hold on. Let me just get this point about okay. what, what in, in this song because I, I want to see where you're going with this. But uh, I, I watched this video. I don't know. It was like for Vox or something where she talks you through her whole song. Um, so through each lyric, it, you should listen to it. It's a, it's a pretty good song. I just don't really like her voice and like she kind of popifies it a bit. But there is this one... Uh, the, the gist of it is that um, if, if you break up with me, you're going to be breaking more hearts than mine. Like she, the guy has gotten to know her family and everything like that. Um, and like, uh, I'll bring you home and like my dad will pretend he doesn't like you, but he'll pour you a whiskey. I feel like we've uh, talked about this song specifically. Did we? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. We might have, or maybe, we, I don't think we have on the podcast. Maybe we Yeah. Have. It might've just been a drunken conversation. Maybe. But anyways, uh, there's that one line where something something along the line, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember it now, but essentially like my dad will pretend he won't like you, but he'll pour you a whiskey. And then when she's explaining this part of the lyric in this video, she's like, oh yeah, like my family doesn't really drink. My dad doesn't drink. Uh, I just put that in there because it seemed like something country people do. You know, a few little breadcrumbs for the country people. That's literally, that's what she said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then like on top of already not really appreciating or respecting what she's doing within the genre, then she goes and says that like bluntly, blatantly. And it's just like, okay, well, now you've just 100% confirmed everything I was just thinking. Yeah. And she's totally that person who like what this seems like something country people would like, like you could just then follow that up, come out and say, I don't know anything about you people or this music, but it seems like an easy way for me to uh, make a buck and then maybe score it big and become a pop star. Yeah. It's like, get out of here. Yeah. It's, it's vapid. It's, it's. Anyway, there's a lot to unpack there. In this discussion, we're probably going to end up going long, but I'm going to walk back a little bit, but let's come back to the Gone Country thing that I said. Okay. And I want to walk back to the Casey Musgrave stuff. Um, when, like, what, I don't know. I, I felt like I was maybe a little bit harsh saying that, you know, she she was already a massive star. So for me to say that, like, she she was using country as a stepping stone, whatever. I think a lot of artists do do that. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to give her a little bit of credit that maybe it's more for her. And I was like, while I was saying it, I was thinking like Sturgill Simpson, like other artists where, is it that, or is it that it's art, art, artistic integrity, like, or where she's going creatively? Like she has no, like she doesn't owe us anything. Like she doesn't owe anybody anything. hundred percent. So if you, if you're at a place in your career or your your creative process where you would rather move towards more pop sounding or whatever sounding. I don't care. You can, she could make a death metal album. Like that's her, (laughs) she can do that. That's, you know, and they're not, they don't owe us shit. And I think we forget about that sometimes. Like I remember being so angry, like sometimes about like Sturgill or like Hayes Carl or like different artists where albums came out and I was like, fuck is this? This is not what I, I was so pumped for this. Yeah. But then you got to take a step back and be like, well, I, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And like as musicians, it's the same thing, right? Like if we decided we wanted to take a full 180 and do something else, it's like we, we could because it's our, that's our creativity. And thinking about how, like what creativity means to me and whatever it means to you, you know, I, I want to be able to do my own thing. It's healing for me. Like, and it's like creativity is what all the bullshit like that we were talking about, like COVID and everything else and it's all being down, never making time for doing things that are for us, like fun things that we love. You got to think like that's what these artists are doing. I know they have a responsibility to like their label and whatever else, but you know, it's, it's shitty that they're immediately just, I don't know, shit on because they did something kind of left turnish. Now, uh, the second part of that, I guess, is the Gone Country thing. Where Can I just jump in on that first? Yeah, of course. Um, I agree with what you're saying, 100%. Like, who are we to say whatever? Um, <clears throat> I think that when you're in anything artistic, like, it definitely warrants critique and, and commentary. Um, and so I, I think it's legitimate to make comments about artists because that's the the the, the sphere, the forum. That, of course, like, you put yourself out there. Hundred percent. You know this is what's yeah. Yeah, and uh, and it's a legitimate form of like conversation about it. Um, and and I do very much agree that artists can do one eighties and everything. Like it, like you said, if Casey had went and did a death metal album, I'm here for that album. Well, <laughs> you you said one eighty. <laughs> And like that, that's what got me thinking. It was like, that would be a 180. Um, and that would be interesting. Like Sturgill's weird Japanese thing, the anime psychedelic rock, like the rock metal album. thing. Yeah, that was pretty much a 180 as well too. I mean, he's a pretty rocky guy. Okay, yeah. So maybe not a complete 180. But what I'm getting at is moves into the pop sphere isn't a 180. That's like a backsliding into something... Um, like I, th- I think particularly from country music fans, we've seen this so many times with different artists where it's not somebody just taking like an artistic tour of something else and going and making a death metal album or a bluegrass album or a rap album or something. It's like popifying. And there's something selling out about that, that it's, it, it's just, it's, uh, maybe less sincere, less authentic, more predictable, more meant for mainstream consumption, kind of like a, a diluting of your 
authentic brand of where you started. And it, there's something disappointing about that. I think inherently disappointing about that. I, I think you're a hundred percent right. I guess my only point about the Casey Musgraves thing, and this is why I walked it back is I was a little bit far back there. Um, why? Like, why would she need to? Like, she was already, oh, like, yeah. upper echelon, like, one of the top country stars in the fucking world. My wife and I were having that discussion about her the other day as well, too. So if it wasn't for her own artistic integrity and wanting to do it, like, it's not like someone said, hey, you need to get poppier. Like, she already was bridging the gap. Like, throw back to one of our episodes. Like, she was already doing it. I feel like this probably started around her winning the Grammy for album of the year and all of the hanging out she's been doing with and i keep coming back to this but like when you follow her it's a funny like when you follow her and then you see the arc of her life like when she used to be dating what's his name like misha misa misha and oranga i i I don't know (laughs) that's not that's not a name (laughs) it 100 is misha and oranga something like that i'm i'm butchering it now like (laughs) google it i'm dying right now hold on like (laughs) I'll Google it. You keep he, talking. He was her uh, guitar player and band leader in, oh, okay. in the uh, previous. Okay, keep talking. I'll, I'll Google it. Yeah. Like M-I-S-A. I, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I follow him on Instagram anyways. Um, Ganjaran? What? No, that's not a person. All right. We're just going to pause this here for a second. and. <laughs> It it, the, it gave me... Instagram is Misa the Bear. I just found it here and doesn't have his last name on here. But uh, anyways, what was I saying? Why were we talking about <laughs> no, that? We side- oh, yeah. So so th- that guy is like pretty country. Okay. And, uh, and I think was probably a lot of the country, not to say that she didn't have her own country influence, but like in the way of like having an echo chamber and like when you surround yourself with the people of a similar aesthetic, like this is where like a lot of Casey's very country records came from, like who she was, who she grew up being, what she played and sang as a kid, what she moved to uh, Nashville doing and writing, and then who she was dating, what her relationship was and her band was and everything. Then that all falls apart. And then she starts dating, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Rustin, Rustin Kelly. Ooh, I like him. Yeah. That's much more your speed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, am not so into his music, but, uh, she ends up that that's where golden hour came from like butterflies and everything. Like this was all about, um, in, in her relationship, uh, change to that. And you, you just, I don't know, you just start to see these these changes. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, winning the Grammy. I'm sure she knew them or has met them before, but she really started hanging out so much more with, like, Kendall Jenner. And, like, you start seeing Kardashians in her Instagram feed and everything. And then I remember saying, and like, maybe showing it to you or my wife or somebody being like, oh, boy, look at this. Uh the next record is going to be pop as fuck. Like I see where this is going. Like, look who she's hanging out with. This is going to be an influence. And here you go. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit like, you know, like diminutive is the word I'm looking for to like, like you can't diminish that. Yeah. That's a very reductionist comment on my behalf for sure. Very generalizing. I, I, I guess. Yeah. It's not causation, but it is certainly a correlation. That's fair. Because obviously every artist is going to write and sing about what's going on in their life. So 
Yeah, I, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna die on this hill. Like, I, I think you're correct. I think it's just. Yeah, I don't want to like put judgment on it. I guess would be the point. And but I, what I will fucking put judgment on is what you were talking about earlier. Is that you can just jump into country. Out oh, of the like fucking the blue. Ingrid Andrus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like not that's not a, okay. Well, like, and what other what other genre can you do that with? Not none. And this has been a, a a critique of country music for a while. Is like people see it as a back door into fame. Like, what, is it just that accessible? Is the back door of country music that accessible? <laughs> I don't know. Like, we're we're not in Nashville, but like from my perspective and what I've heard and seen and read and watched other people's arcs of fame. I've, I feel like it is easier to like, it's hard to become successful in any genre period, but I feel like at least it's believed that it is easier to become more successful in country than just straight pop right away. So if you can become like a top 10 big deal, country music, country radio artist, then you can parlay that into like a pivot to pop like just use the taylor swift example like taylor swift would i don't think she would have become who she is today trying to start straight from pop no i agree and so obviously that's a huge example and it doesn't compare to everybody but that's the template become a big deal and kind like who all knew taylor swift in the broader world when she was only country not that many people country people did mainstream country fans and then she became a bigger deal and a bigger deal and more people knew about her and then more pop and more pop and kind of crossover pop and then she's like okay i'm out i'm just gonna go do this full pop thing now and she's like one of the biggest stars in the world now like borderline beyonce so like a question to pose is is it because as country fans we're fully rabid about it like we are insane about like we're sitting here you and i doing a podcast about country music because mm-hmm. we're rabid country music fans like we you know we go hard about it like we we talk about it all every time we hang out we talk about it <laughs> it's we're super passionate about I, it is i would it go because, as far as that, to say our friendship is based on it yeah I, yes 100 percent. Like, i mean that's, like that's i like met. you as a friend more than uh just the <laughs> fact about country music but that's how we met that's like how we started to hang out everything we talked about well and, and that's that brings up an even bigger point not a bigger point but even like the genre of country music is it it, it breeds that you know like mm-hmm. family like community and i mean i know a lot of music scenes do that but con- people who like country music are insane about it I, I think that that's uh, like a statistical fact is that, and I've heard this and read this years ago, that country music uh, has the most loyal, dedicated fan base uh, than any, any genre. Well, uh, go back to the Morgan Wallen thing. Like, yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. And I, I remember... I remember there being like music sociologists and people on the radio when Garth Brooks had his reunion tour and came to Ottawa, whatever was that, like 2018, maybe 17, 18, something like that. And uh, it was the Canadian Tire Center. Or was it Scotiabank Place still at that time? Whatever, the arena where <laughs> yes. the Ottawa Senators play. It's way too far out of town. Yeah, way too far out of town. Um, that sold out immediately. And I think, correct me, but it might have been they added two more dates and a matinee show. 
I think, I think, and this was happening all over the place, but it was so insane in Ottawa because there was the original one that sold out and they added either one or two more dates plus like a Sunday afternoon matinee show. <laughs> and that's fully sold out. Yeah. And everybody was like, what the fuck? Like, who is this? How is this possible? And it just begged the conversation about country music loyalty fans. Like yeah. if, if Elton John comes around, he'll sell it out once or like, I don't know. Like you, you don't see Elton John in Montreal adding like four, four sold out shows in a row. Well, and especially here, it's such a sleepy city. The fact that that could happen. Like it's, it's insane. I mean, I know we're, we we're incorporate kind of smack dab in like a very country rural area. Yeah. Like, yeah. The radius around Ottawa for, it's just, it's, it is, it's an in- interesting conversation and the fact that, yeah, maybe that's why. It's, they get pissed when people like sell out. Yeah. It's, it's and it, but also why it's low hanging fruit for artists. Like, well, mm-hmm. maybe if I jump into this show, like right, you yeah. can almost picture that marketing meeting like, yeah. where an artist who's like, you know, I'm trying to do this and you, you just picture the manager or whoever, the marketing exec. Yeah, this being is like, good, but uh, could you consider maybe throwing some snap tracks in there? Yeah. Maybe put a banjo on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Then we can then we can yeah. market it. Oh, I was thinking the other way, making from a country more popified. But you're saying from a pop perspective, yeah. put a banjo in it, and we can call it country. Yeah, and, like you uh, need... we'll cross over into the yeah. top forty country market. Put a banjo yeah. in a pop song and call it country. Like, yeah, no, who's that? The divorcees. Um, shout out oh, to right. a good good Canadian band. <laughs> but yeah, you, you can picture that meeting uh, of an artist where it's like, well, you know what? You're not quite here for pop, but. We feel like maybe you can make it here. Yeah. Like it's almost, is that the breeding ground and then they go? Yeah. Like was it from the start? Like with that artist, in Ingrid, whatever you're... Andres. Yeah. Was that pre-planned? Like honestly, I'm not trying to get into like conspiracy theories, but I wonder if that happens sometimes where someone looks That's and says... That's a good idea for a new country podcast. <laughs> country conspiracy theories. Oh we can God. just say anything we want. Dude, let's do like a sidebar one. Yeah. Them. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're, and we're just going to go full tilt on it. All Wait, right, I have a huge this. idea about this. Okay. Why don't we each pick like five things or maybe four things, whatever. And like a couple of them will be true and a couple of them aren't. And then we have Ooh, to guess. Yeah. Like two truths and a lie. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. We we are doing this. Okay. Next okay. time we yeah yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All I'm saying is I I, I wonder if it, if it's something that they truly do. Like, start here. You're a uh, big fish in a small pond here, and then we'll move you into country once you've built this rabid fan base who will follow you to the ends of the earth. You know. Yeah. Like Morgan Wallen fans, like I don't Joe Rogan fans, like you yeah. could say whatever. You, and then that once you have that base. Then we'll take you here. Yep. Pardon that burp. I think that might, I think that might have been audible. <laughs> Excuse it's okay, me. It's okay, man. You're wearing you're wearing a suit jacket. You're fine. Uh, that's only because we're going to dinner tonight. <laughs> Amelia's thirtieth. You're allowed to burp when you're wearing a blazer. And I don't live five blocks from you anymore. I live out of town. So <laughs> when I when I come into the big city, <laughs> I'm not bringing a wardrobe change. I drove by your old house yesterday. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be standing for much longer. That's why I sent you t- the twang thing. Oh, that's why? Yeah. I, I uh, thought it was just because it was 5 o'clock on Friday. Well, it was also that, but yeah. I was like, 
also thinking that yeah, I should send it to you. Why are, are they tearing down that, down that house? Yeah, but all three in building like the th- the two neighbors next to it. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Nobody building, cares about this building condos. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, no, I thought it was just because it was five o'clock. Every <laughs> every so often we we have a nerdy little thing we do if it's uh if it's good. It's a, if it's a good Friday afternoon or need a Friday afternoon pick me up. Uh, George Strait Twang is our Friday at five o'clock song. Big time. Mostly because he talks about it being Friday at five o'clock <laughs> <laughs> in the opening lines, but uh, it kind it kind of sets the tone for a good yeah. a good weekend. Well, Andrew always like told me that that was like his Friday pick me up, and then all of a sudden I got super into it too. And it yeah. was kind of also the like tipping point of me getting into George Strait in and around in those your first life. Those first episodes changed for the better. Oh, dude, I'm so 47 days, eight hours, 35 minutes, 49 seconds. You still got that open? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's gonna be such a fun trip, man. I can't wait. I'm so pumped. Uh, <laughs> anybody listening to this from Austin, please uh, reach out, hit us up in the DMs, uh, give us tips on where to go. I've been to Austin before, I'm in the wine business, uh, so I've been very keen on a whole bunch of the restaurants and the great bars and cocktail bars you guys have there. Uh, really, really great city on like the food and drink scene. Um, obviously, the honky tonks and everything too. We've uh, been to all of the major ones, but uh, any any cool tips? Feel free to fire them our way. Slide your tips into our DMs. <laughs> well played. <laughs> all right. Um, what else uh what else has been going on upsetting in music while we've been away <laughs> or before we get into more upsetting this, we're like just grinding our gears here like? i think we just grind our gears for a bit more before <laughs> okay. we okay um but the other thing like j- i not not to l- i want to leave the conversation we just had but there was one more point i wanted to make because everything you were talking about about why um why did Casey Musgraves have to go down this pop direction? She was already like a superstar and everything. And I was having this conversation with my wife uh, a couple of days ago and she was like, well, don't blame her for just like being a woman, like going and getting it and like trying to be like the best, make the most money that she can. And it was, it's, I kept circling back to the same thing we were talking about of like, it's kind of selling out like in various different ways. Like if you're a country artist, it's upsetting to you, your fan base, you'll argue, you'll arguably make more of a fan base otherwise, but like you're losing who you are. And she didn't need, like, I'm sure she was a millionaire already. Like that's what I was saying. But what's the motivation behind it then? Well, my, my, my example is look at people like Miranda Lambert. She is, excuse me, country as fuck. And like, I think a lot of people who don't think that haven't really listened to her whole catalog. Her, literally her worst songs, they're not even that bad. They're just very poppy are what's all over the radio. Any one of her records, if you go through and listen to the whole thing, you'll be able to pick out the radio tracks. Well, that one was made for radio. This was probably like the marketing meeting of like, well, we better pop this up a little bit. And then like, that's where she makes her bank. Uh, I'm going to throw it down right now. I love all of her new stuff. Oh yeah. I had an argument with Becca today. She's like, what is this? I don't like it. I'm like, it's, was it from the Lambert tapes? No, it's like brand, like a brand new single that was out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, strange. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, she's you where she's just like anything like new that I like she's more 90s like you mm-hmm. are 
And I'm like, just because it's not the 90s stuff, but like, I like that. And when I we like went camping. The Cowboy Song, her. If I Were a Cowboy, or If You Were a Cowboy, whatever that yeah, song. Yeah, I love cool. that song. Like, yeah. I, I, anything she's putting out now, I don't know. You've converted me fully, but I, I, I really like her new stuff. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, I like it. And I like a lot of old stuff that I never really listened to. I think that's I what I need to delve into is the older oh, stuff. Oh, man. I'll send you some stuff. Yeah. Like, there's some gems on the weight of these wings. I think that's what it was called. Something like that. This is the other thing about not having done this in so long is like I'm forgetting the exact name of things or people's names. It's like, who's that guy? You know, that uh, dude, I, guitar I, god. I said this today that people have like it's COVID like brain mush. Like, yeah, 100 percent. It's you're just not used to like, I don't know, speaking, like yeah. remembering things. Like, don't I don't talk know what so it good is. No more. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Uh, but. I, yeah, I, I think Miranda is the best and like the Marfa tapes is amazing. Uh, like tequila does. Oh my God. And that not even whole. the Marfa tapes version. Like, yeah. uh, like, yes, that's like a, a cute campfire song, but like her, the one off of what was the record called? Was it Bluebird or the one that Bluebird came off of? Uh, oh my God. Yeah. That's one of my favorite country songs of the decade. Yeah. So good. And you wouldn't have thought that it would have worked acoustically like on that marfa tapes album either but it yeah, does it does it's not nearly as good in my opinion but it works but that i think what you were going to say about like when we were camping and brought that album out like oh yeah what when, a perfect like oh album. that's not what i was going to say but oh, okay that would have been yeah well that that whole like i don't list, think that was released yet when we were camping was it yeah we i went remember i went and like downloaded it like oh that's right the that's only right. spot on the island where we could get yeah, one, yeah. like any sort of service what I was going to say was I was super impressed with Becca uh, <laughs> and her playlist because she put it on as like this 90s country playlist. And it, it was like essentially our set list from like our cover band. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is amazing. I'm glad that uh, Sean's getting a secondary influence of all of this. In yeah, his life. I'm getting it from all sides. Yeah. yeah, her 90s country knowledge rivals yours. <laughs> awesome. I knew I liked her. Um. What else? Uh, oh, the other thing that's really gr- been grinding my gears is how is this Walker uh, Hayes song still like top of the charts? I can't take it. He's like a cockroach, you know. They like oh, like survive. A, you you can cut a cockroach's head off and they'll still survive because they have another brain in their ass. Like really? I think his brain is solely in his ass. Man, like I just I don't have enough like <laughs> expletives. Yeah, not even expletives, <laughs> just like disappoint, like not even disappointment because I would have to have started from a positive position. Like I just <laughs> don't, fair, yeah. I just don't like anything <laughs> about this guy. I don't think anything is country. Back in the day, now it's been so long since we've been podcasting because the pandemic's taken so long and that it, we can fully say back in the day when we were originally podcasting, like we were shitting on him so hard for all his stupid like um, 90s country, yeah. uh, say in air quotes, because that was the title of that song that was not at all country, like super pop. And he was just trying to get like lend country credibility to himself by dro- name dropping and song lyric dropping in that song. But since then, like he started to put this other stuff out like fancy, like, and like doing these dances, like it's really cute that he's doing it with his kids and everybody in all these different locations. Like that's a very wholesome, cute, like father kid activity, but like, how is this still going on? And like, how are people not sick of this dumb dance? Like it, and it's TikTok, man. Oh man. I just, it's the worst. (laughs) 
We're just two old men yelling at clouds right now. Seriously. <laughs> there you go. Is that our first Simpsons reference of the day? Might have been. Okay. <laughs> we're, 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 we're lacking here. We're like 45, 50 minutes deep and we're only one. I hope the pandemic hasn't killed our Simpsons knowledge. Yeah, we've got um, brain mush. Yeah, but he's uh, yeah he's he's someone that I, I think in the long run isn't going to uh, have have had made a major impact on country music and that's the thing right is longevity like you you look at certain artists like this and yeah we both rant about it but it's where are they gonna be like yeah you know what in what world does that person have some, in what world does someone twenty years from now podcast about that person. Yeah, you know, unless they're talking about like, what were some hilarious moments in country music in the two thousands? Yeah, yep, or some embarrassing moments. Better said, I guess. I'd say this would be towards the top. Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Well, he's got that going for him. (laughs) I mean, if you're you're better to be at the top of a list than at the top of no lists. It's true. (laughs) At least you're making the news then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) show business baby <laughs> excellent well uh why why don't we wrap that one there so we can uh end on a peak of negativity and come <laughs> back to this next time with some positivity and talk about uh tracks that we're loving what we're listening to and kind of dive into that yeah i'm into that sweet what do you think should we have another maybe have another beer i still got half of this lumber sexual session ipa so uh but i don't i feel inadequate uh not stroking a beard with this. I'll just stroke your mustache. Stroke my mustache. <laughs> Another thing that has happened during the pandemic. I'm oddly creeped out right now. Yeah. Because well, I'm sitting across the table from you <laughs> stroking my mustache. I wish we were live streaming this one. Anyway, uh, 47 days, 8 hours, 26 minutes, and 42 seconds. Yeah. I'll crack these beers. Do it.